I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. (laughs) It's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative networks, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of E Pluribus Uno. He said you were racist. He said you were very racist. He said you were He said you You are very racist. He said you were going to be dealt with. He said he was It's going to come to light. He said you really are. It's going to come to light who you really are. Hey, hey, just answer one question. Yes or no? What about the fake person? And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and, and all, the, all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's, fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Monday, May 8th, 2023 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. It is a wild and dystopic ride. How how wild and dystopic? Well, you heard in the uh, the commercials there leading up to this broadcast, I would say. You know how wild and dystopic, but maybe we'll touch on some of that this morning uh from well let me let me begin by saying um happy belated cinco de mayo we didn't do a live broadcast a live road warrior radio broadcast on friday but happy belated cinco de mayo we made it through the weekend uh this is another live broadcast today where we tip sacred cows but not in nihilistic fashion and we do not engage in hero worship except the lord jesus christ god the father and the holy ghost when i say holy ghost for some reason i want to say right al roker i don't know why but um from last thursday i thought about it after the fact and i thought gentlemen to your points regarding language, sophistry, psyops, general terms of art and their artists. Uh, I mentioned Black Box. I've mentioned it quite a few times lately, but, you know, and we were talking about uh, electioneering or election rigging and things like that. Black Box voting is, I think, another one of those terms of art, a neologism as uh, Sabigny Brzezinski might say. 
So, you know, to sort of the collective discussion, your points regarding language, sophistry, psyops, general terms of art and, and artists, I offer black box voting and, you know, my points about neologisms, Clint Curtis, etc. So the question is, who is the deus ex machina? Who is the god of the little black box? That's, it's an interesting thematic element that finds its way into all kinds of places, including, but obviously not limited to, voting and vote rigging. And in a way, as Clint Curtis pointed out, that no one can detect unless they're able to look at the source code. So that's interesting. But we're supposed to believe in this technology. So, again, I think there's more there than meets the eye. Uh, there are some things that obviously, you know, we have strategy of tension episodes and fun things like that. And when I say fun, I don't really mean fun per se, but um, strategy of tension episodes. What if we didn't respond? I think that would be interesting. Or what if we didn't respond to the the nudge of propaganda? What if we were just immovable? If we knew where we stood on things and we were steadfast and resolute? And even if there was an effort to suborn us, to conscript us to evil in whatever fashion, whether knowingly or whether, for example, in voting, somebody says, well, you know, we got to do that. This guy has popular support. It's interesting to me, speaking of this and speaking of voting elections, etc., it's interesting how many people are still saying there is not a viable candidate when I think, you know, and you say, depending on, let's say, whatever major party they fall into, you know. You say, what about Vivek? What about Bobby Kennedy Jr.? And they say, well, I didn't know. Well, I think that far too much of our lives are made up of that kind of um, willful blindness, shall we say. So that's unfortunate if that's the case. I think maybe if we are properly introspective, shall we say, maybe we observe in ourselves the three A's, as Lark reminds us, amnesia, abulia, and apathy, which are being socially engineered and encouraged, obviously. With amnesia, the collective memory dies and is replaced in a robust sort of fashion by what? You know, in Orwellian fashion, there is no memory. There's just the the uh, eternal present. That's all. Abelia is the conditioned loss of will. And, you know, and again, I mean, I've mentioned speaking of that, um, there's Santayana's reminder you know we we remember those who cannot remember the past or condemned to repeat it but we don't remember what precedes that progress 
aren't we all encouraged to be progressives even though what is happening is the opposite it's regressive progress far from consisting in change depends on retentiveness when change is absolute santiana wrote there remains no being to improve and no direction is set for possible improvement do we live in a society where we've been conditioned for generations now to believe that uh you know the only absolute is change and taxes and death kind of thing when change is absolute there remains no being to improve and no direction is set for possible improvement sounds like a recipe for abulia to me Santiana says, when that happens, uh, when experience is not retained as among savages, which is not fair to savages, quite frankly, infancy is perpetual. Do we live in a society of infantilized generations, increasingly infantilized generations? When experience is not retained as among savages, infancy is perpetual. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. So it's more than just that glib cliche at the end there much more i think it's a recipe for the progression of amnesia abelia and then apathy signifies our lack of concern or care it's hopeless and you know sun Tzu could not arrange a more artful military uh strategy or, or situation as a result all three A's will eventually lead to our subjugation, our acculturation, and yes, even our suicide. So as Lark reminds us, inter alia, these three things will likewise lead us to an eventual state of anomi, then into a state of learned helplessness. And it's, it's fascinating to see, you know, how crazy that crazy that's what we see everywhere. And the I think the painful irony is, you know, we go back just a little bit. And there are forces that are playing into this. You know, the idea that n nobody is supposed to work, for example, and that we're all supposed to get a handout. That makes liars and thieves out of all of us. And um, it's unbiblical. You know, there's sort of the curse aspect of it, but in a more, you know, the Genesis 3, having to toil aspect of it. But there's also, um, there's also, uh, the, for example, the Ecclesiastes, 322 aspect, which, you know, I've maintained for a long time is a uh, meaning of life, if not the meaning of life kind of thing. I've seen that nothing is better than that man should be happy in his activities, for that is his lot, for who will bring him to see what will occur after him. You know, you hear about perhaps even meet from time to time people who are um live a very simple life by most standards certainly by our westernized american standards a very simple life work you know hard 
all day, every day, from sun up to sundown, sundown in some cases, and um, you know, what do you have to show for it? And yet, this person is happy. Maybe it's a family, and the family is happy. They seem joyful, actually. Happy is a fleeting, temporal kind of condition. Joy is a more long-term. You know, if if uh, happiness and joy are part of a river, then joy is the the deep water and happiness is the surface water kind of thing. So there are those kinds of people. There's that sentiment. And um, similarly, uh, there is... Um, you know, First Thessalonians 4, for example, and the idea that we uh, work with our hands. And... Uh, Ephesians 4.28, he who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good. Isn't it interesting how the Holy Spirit puts things like that in? Performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Um, over the weekend, I was fortunate to witness, I think, you know, I don't know what it's like where you're from, but where I'm from, there are still places who hold benefits. The The local bars hold benefits for uh, young people's events. For example, high school field trips or, uh, you know, exchange trips. And I saw that over the weekend, actually. A very well-known, not just locally, but a very well-known uh, bar actually held a benefit, a high school benefit. Businesses from around the area donated. There was a um, live auction with a with a an auctioneer from Texas up in Montana. So that was fun. But you know. When you think about it, if people get together and they keep doing those things that need to be done, people keep showing up and doing what needs to be done, rather than rather than uh, engaging in this process of amnesia, abulia, and apathy, leading to an, an eventual state of anomie, then learned helplessness, and it is learned helplessness, emphasis on learned. If people keep showing up whether it feels good or not, whether it's convenient or not, then there is no room perhaps for UNICEF or, 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 or some international relief organization or, um, you know, in a more practical sense perhaps, you know, an ICLE or, or whatever, we got it taken care of. We know what we're trying to do. It's difficult, though, because, again, with this whole Ponzi scheme of a 
an economic system that has been broken, that is in the process of being broken so that it can collapse into the next Bretton Woods Marshall Plan system that is already being prepared and brought online. What do you do? When we when we sort of uh, acclimate ourselves to the services that have been provided, say, in our county or whatever municipality, and yet in a year, all of a sudden, those services effectively cost more, takes more units, the, the purchasing power of the individual units, the Federal Reserve Note in this case, are diminished – by the proliferation of more of those units. So it takes more units because of the diminish the diminution of the uh, purchasing power of those units. Things cost more effectively and then the purchasing power of the same amount of units that people have buys less. There's a widening disparity. What do you do? And in comes the, the devil with some kind of gift a grant or whatever seems to me the system is broken and the ones who who brought you the broken system are probably not the best folks to uh listen to as far as advice on what with what to replace it just seems to me so you know the the folks who have been so giddy for the last several years about the new Bretton Woods and the new Marshall Plan probably are not the best folks to listen to. Just saying. But if we all show up, we all observe Ephesians 4.28, he who steals must steal no longer. That's that. I think that includes socialism. We used to say in this society there's no such thing as a free lunch. Do we still believe that? He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands. Which, you know, I mean, there is the the think and grow rich, you know, contingent that says, like the robber barons, you know, I, I would rather have 1% of everyone else's effort than 100% of my own. But there's something beneficial about laboring with our own hands, performing with his own hands what is good so that when uh, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. And that is actually that is what's happening in Acts two forty five, not socialism, as Raphael Warnock and others would have us believe. The Holy Spirit convicting people as is evidenced by the story of Ananias and Sapphira, Peter says, why did you lie to God about this, not the state? It was not state coercion, which is just a euphemism that I think harkens back to 1 John 5.19. Who's in charge of the state? 1 John 5.19. So... There was a time when we believed in the uh, foundation of Ephesians 4.28. Stick around. We'll be right back.
consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution.
Welcome back. We make curious choices, don't we? What about our decisions? Do we realize how often we use language that sort of folds into and funnels into this idea of a state of anomie and eventually learned helplessness? Do we listen to ourselves? Are we saying things like, I have to? Are we using reactionary language? We have to do this. We're encouraged to live in that fearful, reactionary state of mind, the lizard brain, as they say sometimes. But what if we weren't moved by those kinds of, you know, focusing on the wind and the waves, so to speak? What if we weren't moved by that? It's interesting how much of, you know, after Thursday's broadcast, I was thinking of the, you know, pay no attention to the man behind, that man behind the curtain uh, scene in The Wizard of Oz, the theosophical Wizard of Oz. And how much of the noise and the, you know, how much of the cacophony is theatrical and scripted. And how much we even willingly subject ourselves to it, whether, you know, through a cable subscription or a trip to the movies once in a while or music you know if you read any of the cultural artists the frankfurt school contingent for example you read adorno or uh or adorno in particular but you know all of those guys you get the distinct impression that there are forces or bernays for that matter or Vance Packard, or any number of folks commenting on the subject, you get the distinct impression that, you know, since at least Gustav Le Bon, but really back to Plato, there has been this considerable effort to understand in order to manipulate the individual and also the group. But, you know, again... Speaking of war and psyops and things, uh, and Sun Tzu, 2,500 years ago or so, give or take, if you know your enemies and you know yourself, you will not be imperiled in a hundred battles. If you do not know your enemies nor yourself, you will be imperiled in every single battle. And what is... Harari say all the algorithms need to know to hack you. They can't know everything. No one can know everything. That's impossible. But, you know, they just need to know you or I a little better than we know ourselves. And he says most people don't really know themselves at all. How ironic then that we sort of ignorantly stumble through handing over troves of data through various social media and whatever I was inclined to read a uh, set of terms of service, nine pages, nine printed pages long the other day, not easy to find, and it's horrifying. I think we should all read those, the things that we you know, give our tacit 
you know, condoning through consent to, maybe we should read those things. It's horrifying when you read them. Why, what does that have to do with, you know, this was, this happened to be for a scheduling platform. And there's all kinds of surveillance and partners and surveillance and partners. And we use this data and that data. We might run background checks on really for scheduling. Why? Maybe, maybe I'll mention it because, you know, I mean, I've talked about, for example, from a software development standpoint, everybody uses Docker or offshoots of it, Lando or DDEV. How many people do you think know that Docker is a CIA-funded platform through InQtel? I don't want to use it, if only for that reason. How often do we just stumble along, though, not realizing even who our enemy is, let alone knowing our enemy? Stick around. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. 
sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line Engines pumping and thumping in time The green light flashes, the flags go up Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank Few burning fast on an empty tank Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns Their prowess is potent and secretly stern As they speed through the finish, the flags go down The fans get up and they get out of town The arena is empty, except for one man Still driving and striving as fast as he can The sun has gone down and the moon has come up And long ago somebody left with the cup But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns And thinking of someone for whom he still burns He's going the distance He's going for speed She's all alone All alone in a time of need Because he's racing and racing And plotting the course He's fighting and fighting And riding on his horse He's going the distance Welcome back So if you listen to Robert Kiyosaki, the cash flow, I mean, cash flow is literally the name of the game he created. It's literally the name of the game in this economic Ponzi scheme that we live in. And it is, that's what central banking, that's what fractional reserve banking is. It's a Ponzi scheme and you have to understand and be good at and be willing to, you know, engage in the in the predatory first money game to really win at it, so to speak. And that obviously takes advantage of people. And this is not a mystery. In fact, the Keynesian model, the as it's referred to, the um, the Ponzi scheme, uh, Keynes himself wrote about. How predatory it is, essentially, before Bretton Woods, you know, in the economic consequences of the peace. Back in 1919, you know, Keynes wrote about this. And let's just here is here is what he wrote in 1919, which was obviously well before 1944. Lenin is said to have declared that the best way to destroy the capitalist system was to debauch the currency. What does that mean? John Adams said all the perplexities, confusions and distress in America arise not from want of honor or virtue, nor in defects in their constitution or confederation so much as the downright ignorance of the nature of coin credit and circulation 
Keynes said, Lenin is said to have declared that the best way to destroy the capitalist system was to debauch the currency. And when we say capitalist, we obviously ought to make distinctions and define terms, you know, maybe in an orthodox sense, perhaps we're talking about just the, you know, exchange of goods and services for some kind of remuneration. And uh, in another sense, you know, we're talking about Fordism, syndicalism and that kind of thing. So the you know we shouldn't commingle terms. Anyway, I digress. That notwithstanding, so Keynes writes: Lenin is said to have declared that the best way to destroy the capitalist system was to debauch the currency by by a continuing process of inflation. How many people really understand inflation? Speaking of the nature of coin credit and circulation, by a continuing process of inflation, governments can confiscate. Secretly and unobserved, but you know, in this case, is it really governments? Because is the Federal Reserve actually what? What does the Federal Reserve say? Let's go to the St. Louis Fed. Who owns the Federal Reserve banks? The In Plain English series is it still there today? Yep, the Federal Reserve banks are not a part of the federal government. Hmm, that's interesting. So, who's doing the confiscating then, or who's in charge? Who's directing? The confiscation by a continual it's confiscatory theft is what I always call it by a continual process of inflation governments can confiscate secretly and unobserved an important part of the wealth of their citizens what is their wealth if we lean on say Adam Smith what is the wealth of nations by this method they not only confiscate but they confiscate arbitrarily i would say seemingly because it's the first money game by this method they not only confiscate but they confiscate arbitrarily and while they while the process impoverishes many who who are injured by the the first money game and again this is something almost a hundred years earlier andrew jackson had spoken to very precisely in his farewell address specifically. So this is not a mysterious thing. You know, a, a self-educated guy. So to speak. So, you know, we don't have to go to Wharton or the London School of Economics to at least get some sense of how this thievery works. They confiscate arbitrarily, and while the process impoverishes many, it actually enriches some. The sight of this arbitrary rearrangement of riches strikes not only at, the, at security, but at confidence in the equity of the existing distribution of wealth. Those to whom the system brings windfalls beyond their deserts and even beyond their expectations or desires become profiteers, quote-unquote, who are the object of the hatred of the bourgeoisie whom the inflation has impoverished, not less than, not less than, of the proletariat. As the inflation proceeds and the real value of the currency fluctuates wildly from month to month, but we're in a situation now where the currency has no value. The Federal Reserve says the the Federal Reserve note has zero value. Well, that's not possible, Chris, because you can buy stuff with it. It must have value. No, they say it has purchasing power. 
See how they do funny things with language? No, it has purchasing power. Why? Because we've all bought into the myth. As the inflation proceeds and the real value of the currency fluctuates wildly from month to month, all permanent relations between debtors and creditors, this reminds me of the Santayana quote I mentioned earlier, as change becomes absolute, what does it do? It has a tendency to sort of induce a sense of amnesia, abulia, apathy, anomie, learned helplessness, and on and on. As the, as the inflation proceeds and the real value of the currency or purchasing power, whichever the case may be, fluctuates wildly from month to month, all permanent relations between debtors and creditors, which form the ultimate foundation of capitalism, become so utterly disordered as to be almost meaningless. And the process of wealth getting degenerates into a gamble and a lottery. Lenin was certainly right. There is no subtler, no surer means of overturning the existing basis of society than to debauch the currency. The process engages all the hidden forces of economic law on the side of destruction and does it in a manner which not one man in a million is able to diagnose. Andrew Jackson diagnosed it. And he was the guy who was responsible for vetoing the renewal of the charter of the Second Central Bank of the United States, what we now call the Federal Reserve. And he explained in very plain language why exactly what Keynes writes about in a more you know, academic sort of fashion. Jackson talked about it in a very practical sense and how this system had done exactly what Keynes described and caused the ruination of America very early on. Every time this system was introduced, it did exactly what Keynes described. Debauchery of the currency that eventually results in debauchery of society. And all kinds of awful... Uh, you know, ripple effects like the the rise of payday loans and those kinds of schemes. And, um, you know, for that matter, all of the other predatory acts, the, the banks, you know, with their fees. I mean, I've told the story many times working at Great Western Bank in the Fairfax District of Los Angeles in the early 90s. And there was the, you know, Little Russia or Little Jerusalem district, if depending on, you know, who you talk to. And um, one of the things that we would do at the bank is if you didn't have anything to do on Monday, you open, everything's done, everybody's gone, there's nothing to do. Maybe you call the overdraft report and you just say, Mrs. Smith, it looks like you're still overdrawn. We called you last week. Could you please come in and take care of that? Oh, yes, I forgot, dear. I'll be in. Now what happens? There is a... a um, when the, the, uh, the electronic reconciliation occurs at, say, midnight, 
software is written so that the withdrawals happen before the deposits. So say uh, you, you know, made it a, a payroll deposit. You deposited your check maybe after hours or whatever at your bank, Wells Fargo or whatever. You make that deposit and then you wrote a hot check to pay an electric bill or whatever. And they come out or they, the, the transactions occur simultaneously at midnight when the reconciliation is done. The software is written to process the withdrawals before the deposits so that in a millisecond, you are, you are, you are overdrawn for a millisecond. And then you get charged $30 or whatever predatory fee there is because the irony is your funds on deposit allow that institution to lend. Maybe we should play that video that disappeared from uh, – I think we should, actually. It's probably a good time to play that. That disappeared from uh, whatever that... page is, site is. Let me see. Um, fractional and reserve banking. This is all going somewhere. What's the point? You know, maybe I'll wait on that for now. Nah, maybe I shouldn't. Not sure where I... Um, yeah. Investopedia. So let me see, first of all... So, uh, Investopedia, is it back? By Joe? It disappeared, and I think it's back. Well, that's fantastic. This is only a minute and a half long, 92 seconds, so we should squeeze this in. So the irony is that the, the funds on deposit allow the Ponzi scheme to be perpetuated. The hypothecation of currency, printing more out of thin air, or not even printing it, just, you know, the push of a button. So this video on Investopedia, investopedia.com slash video slash play slash Fractional Reserve Banking, and those three words are hyphenated. Fractional Reserve Banking. Uh, it, it is dated, or it says updated June 21, 2019. It's been on there for years. And there's even a description that describes in, in print or text how this works. The video, though, says it all. Can we play that, please? Fractional reserve banking is the banking system most countries use today. It requires banks to hold only a fraction of the money their customers deposit. That amount is the reserve requirement, and in most countries, it is set by the central bank. 
banks can loan the rest of their deposits to other customers, which serves to expand the economy. It works like this. Banks accept deposits from individuals and businesses, providing them with savings and checking accounts in return. Banks can loan out the bulk of those deposits to other customers to buy homes or cars, start businesses, or to fund other projects. If a customer deposits $100,000 into a bank and the reserve requirement is 5%, the bank can loan $95,000 out to other customers. Once the bank has loaned out $95,000, it in essence has created $195,000. Customers borrow that $95,000 and deposit some or all of it into other banks. If the reserve requirement is still 5%, then the other banks can loan $90,250 to new customers, and the process keeps repeating itself. Financial crisis occurs when the fractional banking system breaks down and the money supply does not expand. Many U.S. banks had to shut down during the Great Depression because so many people attempted to withdraw their money at the same time. Today, safeguards exist to prevent such an occurrence. Like the Silicon Valley Bank episode. I mean, (laughs) banks can loan the rest of their deposits to other customers, which serve to expand the economy. No, that's inflation. Notice the word inflation is not used. It works like this. Banks accept deposits from individuals and businesses, providing them with savings and checking accounts in return. Gee, thanks. Banks can loan out the bulk of those deposits to other customers to buy homes or cars, to start businesses, or to fund other projects. If a customer deposits $100,000 into a bank and the reserve requirement is 5%, the bank can loan $95,000 out to other customers once the bank has loaned out $95,000. It has, in essence, created $195,000. Wait a minute. With your money, my money, well, what, what we call money anyway, it's not really, but like Jefferson said, paper is poverty. It's the ghost of money and not money itself. That issue aside, aren't they... You know, what what kind of a thanks do you get? You know, if you're overdrawn for a millisecond, you get a $30 charge. Meanwhile, they're hypothecating currency with your deposits. Hmm. Methinks there is perhaps something amiss with this system. Stick around. We'll be right back. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. 
Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful, loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. My friends feel as they're up Keep trying to tell me here Welcome back. What's the point of all this stuff, Chris? Uh, the point is, you know, we make curious choices when we tacitly condone certain things and we wring our hands and say, well, what else can I do? You know, how many people, instead of uh, allowing the bank to engage in this predatory practice no particular offense to you know the local yeah, how many how many of us have just withdrawn our participation in the larger financial institutions and just bank locally there are some people there's one gentleman i know that will only bank at one of six places in the entire country for example How many of us have, you know, thought this through that much? Well, what difference does it make? Yeah. 
Stuart Chase, you know, for some reason lately I'm thinking about Stuart Chase, the liter literal author of The New Deal, saying that, you know, it looks the future looks more like something along the lines of control without ownership. You know, so then there isn't a neck to grab. And then it's, you know, easy to be, you know, it sort of assuages the troubled conscience when there's no head. Well, what can we do? It's not really a person doing it. It's just the thing. No, the homunculus is not a thing. There is influence. There is control being exercised just without ownership so that you have no neck to grab. That's all. So the point is that maybe we should withdraw our participation, our consent, our tacit condoning of some of these things. I mentioned Docker earlier from a software development standpoint. You know, it was 2016, Lee Fang's uh, Intercept article, the CIA is investing in firms that mine your tweets and Instagram photos, and it's, you know, a lot more horrifying than that. Among 38 previously undisclosed companies receiving CIA venture capital funding, several are developing tools to mine social media, but it's not just that. Again, you know, Docker is one of the tools on the list, and now there are other tools like DDEV and Lando that are built with Docker that are, you know, a bundling service, basically, that developers use to build stuff that we all use. Apps, for example, are built with Docker or Docker-related tools. What, what, what is baked into that? You know, all of those thousands of packages of JavaScript, are they really all necessary? Really? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is no. How much spyware is built into the Docker stack and everything that it builds since it's an NQTEL-funded project? That's just a fact. Do you really want the CIA backing the apps that you use on your phone? But you know what? What are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe we pull all that money that's being used to hypothecate more currency, loaned out at interest to generate windfalls for others. Maybe we take it out of there, put it together, and a hundred or a thousand of us find somebody, some team of developers maybe, some small group of folks and say, hey, you know what? We like this functionality that's being brought to us by the CIA. We just don't want all the cybernetic influence machinery that goes behind it and spyware. Can you, Mr. Developer, developer team, uh, replicate this functionality without using Docker, for example? Without spyware, we'd be willing to pay for it. If it's, you know, reasonably affordable and, and not harvesting our data in surveillance capitalism form. Have we done that? And that's a rhetorical question too. And there are so many other, you know, Docker is not the only example. How many people know what Docker is or the things that are built with it? Everything is built with it. And as, I, as I've said recently, you know, go, go on Indeed, go on Craigslist. You'll find all kinds of ads. Do you, 